from the Willamette Valley in America's great Pacific Northwest. You are listening to the Ernest Mann Show, and I'm your host, Ernest Mann. No matter where you may be listening in this great, big, beautiful world, we all share. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I hope life is treating you well. And this is going to be episode number 182. Inside information. How badly do you want to know the future? You know, I get I get asked this question a lot concerning the future. Um and uh, mainly it's about, you know, economic concerns, people's finances. And that's important to know. But I wanted to give a small example here first. It's the old joke of the fortune teller who is supposed to be able through their cult powers to predict your future. And of course, the long-standing joke is that, hey, if, um, if you've got these powers of prediction and insight into the future, how about just telling me the next week's winning lottery numbers? And uh, of course, they, they don't and they can't because it's it's all entertainment and if you if you take it any more serious than that then well uh what can i say but i see it as entertainment and um because i think it's pretty self-evident that it is and i think for instance if the seers could have uh predicted the numbers for the lottery, they themselves would have done so a long time ago, and they wouldn't have to peddle their time by giving out fortunes for a few dollars here and there. But be that as it may. Um, but here is the crux of what I'm getting at. What if you could see the future? Now, I don't mean, again, from an occult point of view. I'm not saying I have a crystal ball. But I do have keen powers of observation, and that has helped me to um, see certain things coming. And I have been good at that. The thing is, it's two things that people have predominantly. And that is a drive to have an advantage. And what makes the house win as far as 
casinos are concerned, is called the house advantage. And they prey upon um, your notion that somehow you are going to be able to outdo them, that you are going to be able to beat the house. And typically, the joke is on, on you because you usually don't beat the house. They know every statistic <clears throat> about that numbers game called gambling. What I do is not gambling. Um, everything that I do is based on two two sets of tools you might say one set is numbers and the other one well it's it's intuitive it's many things and frankly i'm not going to tell you i'm not going to tell you well maybe i'll tell you on my deathbed maybe <laughs> but i'm not going to tell you now but I have, um, it has been used, and I've helped many people. Um, like I said, you, usually it has to do with, you know, properties or things, things of that nature. But you see, with some people, this is certainly not you or I, not the common folk, but I'm saying with certain people who have... A great deal of wealth they have they have gone basically beyond even beyond the concern about that anymore it's it's just getting what they want is is just second nature so it's a different way of thinking that you and I are not accustomed to so that is brought about through their difference of circumstance. Now, there are things, however, across the board, I call them the great equalizers. Let me give you an example. Way back in 2008, I knew this fellow who had several properties, and I'm just going to call him Phil. Not his actual name, but I'm just going to use that name. And he had bought these properties uh, one at a time and worked his way up the financial ladder, and it was because of me. As I said, Yes, I would go with this one. No, I would not go with that one. And here's the reasons. And um, it worked out great for him. And he was he was on a roll financially. And um, you know he was just so happy, and we. Uh, one out at different times, you know, and he bought dinner, bought a very nice dinner on several occasions. But I told him 
from the beginning of doing this, I said, now look, um, this is great that this is going this way, but, um, you know, you're going to, at some point, I'm going to tell you um, that, you know, playtime's over, time to put your toys away. And he, he kind of laughed and chuckled, and I said, no, Phil, I'm, I'm serious. This will this time will come, and you're not going to like it, and you're you're going to need to listen to me. And he's like, "Oh, sure, yeah, sure, absolutely." And um, he, of course, didn't. And so, I'm sure many of you, old enough anyway knows what happened in 2008 and I was going to advise him at the very beginning um, to sell those properties because they just the values they just kept going up and up and up and I said okay that's enough that's good sell them sell them now and he could have but he didn't. And he's really nice about it. And I tried to urge him pleasantly to do that. Yeah, I, I think, but, you know, that was, I know, I, I even told him when he kept putting, putting it off. And I said, you know, it's talking. That's the greed talking, Phil. Then he laughed and he chuckled. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. It looks pretty solid, blah, 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 blah. Well, six months or so later, he was singing an, an entirely different tune completely because the, the entire bottom fell out and he totally lost his ass. He totally he lost everything. He lost it. And he lost his wife. Wife divorced him. And you know, sold sold the uh property as an absolute loss. Then there was the bankruptcy. And I'm telling you, this guy was in a whole hell of a lot of hurt. At the same time, there was another guy in a very similar situation, and he also had several properties. And unlike Phil, um, he took my advice and sold everything. And... Um, he, he did very well. He, he hit it at the peak, which is what you want to do, whether it's, you know, stock market or what have you. And he hit it at the peak and sold and just, um, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was just before the peak, which is, which is fine. Um, however, 
the two men still ended up with um, two very different outcomes, which is the bigger point. This is not a talk on real estate. This is a talk on failing to see a bigger pattern, a bigger point. So the first guy, Phil, lost everything, lost his wife, lost you know, lost it all, had to file for bankruptcy. But uh, over time, he got back on his feet and, and he was actually involved in a completely different business. And he ended up doing um, much better than he had even originally done with the houses when he lost everything. And in the case of the other fellow who had followed my advice, he was walking down the street on his way um, to get a haircut. To uh, was very close to one of his homes that he had, and it was a nice uh, a nice day in the summer, and he was just you know maybe. I think it was like a half block away and you know just walking down the street and a person in a car way behind him they had a heart attack as the driver and there were no parked cars and their car ran up from behind ran up on the curb and struck him from behind and killed him now, that is a true story. And what my point is, is that everything, no matter what it is, whether you're dealing with numbers, real estate, all of these things that we try to uh, juggle around, pretending or thinking or feeling that we have some modicum of control when in reality we don't and i guess people that really i guess freaks them out they don't like that because apparently amongst all of our other needs there is the need to feel that we are you know in control of our destinies when we're not. In the in the final analysis, we're not. It's an illusion that we are. However, to put a more positive spin on this, what you can do is at least as far as many aspects of this life are concerned what you can do is you can follow certain guidelines as far as playing the odds so this is this is what this is all about this is what i got asked to explain and i'm trying to explain it as best i know how so, I cannot, for instance, 
give you, and I'm not going to claim that I could give you or have some super secret magical formula to give you next week's winning lottery numbers. But what I do know and the things that I do know about are very statistically high in their accuracy. So, <clears throat> if, for instance, I were to start advising that people would do certain things in life, and I said, okay, this, if you do this, this will happen. And if it was done, which it's not going to be, at least not anytime soon, but if it were done on a mass level with many, many people in the population and they would follow this, then you, if you're found to be correct a great deal of the time, then you become... Now, sort of like a, 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 a soothsayer or a, uh, I don't know, almost a mystic or what have you. When actually, in my case, it has nothing to do with mysticism whatsoever. So, if I'm doing this, and let's say it's turning out whatever it is I'm talking about, whatever it could be. And that's personalized. I'm talking about your life here. I'm not necessarily at this moment. I'm not talking about the society as a whole. I'm talking about you, the list of the person listening, you right now. And if I told you things and, you know, 80 to 85% of the time I was right. Well, when you consider that. 50% is basically chance. And if I'm, you know, 30 to 35% above chance, statistically, that's pretty damn good. And so, hence the question once again how badly do you want to know your future? There are indications, for instance, that I have talked about, um, you know, that we here in the U.S. are going to have, I would say, multiple collapses. It's not like it's not like a situation that was perceived as the end of Rome because it didn't happen that way. It's just one, it's just a, a tidal wave, one after the other, after the other, after the other. Until eventually the, the culture, the society, the civilization, it just, it's gone. And we in the U.S. are, we're being hit from multiple sides all at once. And it's coming from the East and it's coming from the West and it's coming from the South. 
And that only leaves the North. So, if it sounds as though I am being deliberately oblique or vague, I am. <laughs> because, you know, if I told certain things, if I said certain things, well, that wouldn't be, and actually in this case, would not be good for me. Actually, in addition to that, it wouldn't be good for you either, at least not now, not at the moment. There are, there are more opportunistic times to, as they say, jump the ship than just as soon as you have discovered that the, the, the ship is sinking. Um, and so there is some time to do certain things, go certain places, be certain places, and all the things that need to be done in order to make sure that you or friends or loved ones, your, your group, um, will be able to do that. But it will require a concerted effort. If you're going to do it that way, it will require a concerted effort. There are some people who will be able and actually prefer to go it alone. All people, as I'm sure you know, are not people people. <laughs> they are loners. Um, they don't necessarily, you know, hate people. Mm, they just find that they're really energy draining and, you know, they prefer to be alone. And that's okay. But to a certain extent, it can work depending on what your goals are, where you want to be, what you want to do, what do you want to do. And depending on so many different factors, which again, only you know that, you would have to tell me yourself um, anything other than that, but that's your thing. And all of this is done, all this advice that is of your particular needs, well, it's done on that basis. So I just have to put things out here and I say, well, here it is. Generally speaking, yeah, things, things are going to get very, what's the word they use? Interesting. In the next, I don't know, year or so. But um, it is 
it is what is coming is inevitable. I I can tell you that much. And so part of what is taking place is what I see as the last gasp of them going. When I say them, I mean the owners of the companies and all of the other things. And these things that I'm talking about are going to go away like a blink of an eye. You, th this is beyond, <laughs> as they use the term, culture shock. And something that would happen can, for instance, can you imagine no Monday night football? It's gone. Well, it will be gone. There will be so many things that are just stalwarts of our, of our contemporary American society. They will be gone. And when this happens, people will look and say, how, how the hell, what is going on? In other words, by the time everybody or the vast majority of people have caught on to what I am saying and what is going on, it'll be too late. You know, it's it's sort of like having this great ship and it was just a lovely, absolute lovely ship and a lovely experience. And but, you know, there's only so many lifeboats and, you know, one thing becomes concern when you're in the bottom or you're going to your fancy party and you see some strange you see some water and you go a little while longer now it's you know maybe ankle deep and you're schlossing your hands to say this is weird and by the time yeah by the time it's like knee deep uh the the uh, situation is setting in and we're beyond that for those of us and certainly i would say the people who listen to my show know this. Um, yeah, by the time you get past a certain point, then all hell breaks loose. And I'm not, also, I am not in any way <clears throat> going to talk to you about being or you should become or need to become or get into prepping because as i've talked about previously and if you want to know i can go into that i just need your suggestions but it is one of the most foolhardy things you can do i under i totally understand the logic of it okay it's like within if you had for instance certain static parameters then i would say yeah sounds like a plan sounds like a great idea but where the entire thing for prepping is flawed 
is that that entire dynamic is not static. And that's what the problem is with it. And it is a, it is a major uh, problem. And the, therefore, it makes the whole prepping thing, well, it's like a house of cards, it collapses. Now, for the most part, it's like anybody else that believes what they want to believe. Um, it can be very difficult to talk folks out of this. Some you can. Most you can't. <laughs> it's just the truth. And you could say, well, yeah, well, as far as your, your time, effort, energy, and money could be far, far, far better spent doing this instead of, say, prepping. And again, there's certain people that say, yeah, okay, they, they connect the dots and they get it. But unfortunately, sadly, most don't. So, I don't like to see myself, if you're listening to this, because I, I, I don't know for certain if you're seeing me as being very, you know, pessimistic and, and such. And I keep having to um, remind people that I am not a nihilist. I am not a, I'm not a pessimist. I am a realist. It just so happens that after you examine a certain situation enough, you look at it and you say, yeah, this is, this is really fucked up. This is bad. This is not, this is not going to go well. <laughs> um, yeah, take a take a nor a normally pleasant person, and you you know take them, but you giving them let's say a whole bunch a whole bunch of alcohol, like lots of alcohol, and we've you know if you've experienced this, it, these people can become very very belligerent and just the exact opposite in their personality as they are when they're not you know completely drunk but not wanting to you know not a fighter not a brawler not argumentative not out of control well but you give them enough alcohol and boom that's what happens now if you took that same person that has gotten to that state where they are combative and and violent or aggressive and you do that then if you want a real recipe for almost certain disaster give that person the keys to a car and say oh yeah sure you're only about uh, 20 miles away or whatever yeah you yeah you go ahead drive home that's what i mean that's part of the explanation. It's actually what I do know is actually a great deal more detailed than that. But I am 
I am using this to hopefully illustrate my point. And you don't need to have a seer with a crystal ball. <laughs> yep, I used to trust my granddad. And uh, <laughs> he said it much more eloquently than me. After hearing something from a salesman that he'd heard that he patiently listened to. And he might, he had several lines, but one of them I clearly remember was, um, Mr. I don't believe you know your ass from a hole in the ground. Anyway, I'm out of here. Well, what did you think about that? I'd really like to hear what you have to say. So go on over to my website, theearnestmanshow.com, and put down your two cents worth. And while you're there, please feel free to listen to any and all the episodes you like. Plus, check out the other interesting things on my website. Until next time, this is Ernest saying take care I'm out of here <laughs>